Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labumba Pastors blog. I'm Masumba Jonathan. Today's lesson is a rebroadcast from our series from the Gospel of John. The title of the lesson is Receiving Adoption. And our text to begin is John chapter 1 from verse 12 to verse 13. It says this, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is John's first statement on the method of salvation in his gospel. Receive Christ. This means to accept him as he is. Believe on his name, which means to trust in him to save you, and you become a child of God. The second part in John's statement is also important to understand because it is helpful to correct misunderstanding of how salvation works. It says that this, this salvation does not occur through man's effort or will. It is an act of the will of God. When you dialogue with Ugandan believers about salvation, most everyone agrees that salvation comes from Christ. But there is a strong perception that once you are saved, it is your works that keep you saved. The Bible is very clear on how we become children of God and who keeps us as children of God. Here are a few passages on how a person is saved. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, we read, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What is that saying? Believe God's gospel and you are saved. Trust in the work of Christ and you are saved. In John 5 verse 24 it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Here again we see it is the response of faith to God's statements that saves us. We pass from death to life and we don't go back to death. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, we read, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Grace is unmerited favor. It is something you haven't earned, but are given anyways. No one can ever earn God's grace. We see the same method of salvation in each of these passages. We are saved by believing. But this passage adds something further to our understanding of salvation. It says our faith is a gift from God and that works have nothing to do with it, so none of us can boast that we have played any part in our salvation. The second statement from John today is also supported by other passages. In Romans chapter 9, verse 16, we read, So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Salvation is God's work. We merely respond to it, but we do not initiate it. God says this in Isaiah about a person's good works. In Isaiah 64, verse 6, it says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. No one can declare himself innocent from sin. No one can say, I am righteous, just as God is. For us to be made righteous, our sin had to be paid for. 
Because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Jesus died for us. As I said, most believers in Uganda affirm this, but what many do not understand is that while Christ died to atone for our sins, he now lives to keep us saved as well. Look at this statement from Romans 5 verse 10. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Do you understand this logic? If God sent his son to die for us while we were his enemies, won't he all the more keep us saved now that we are his children? The writer of Hebrews says this in Hebrews 7 verse 25. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus forever lives to preserve his offspring. Consider these other statements. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 to verse 9, it says, So that you are not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Who sustains you, according to that passage? Is it you working to sustain yourself? No, it is your Savior, Jesus Christ. Will he ever quit sustaining you? No, it says he will sustain us to the very end, just as he promised to be with us to the end of the age. Does he allow us to get dirty along our, our way? No, it says he sustains us in a guiltless condition. We are forever spotless before God because of the atoning work of Christ's death. In this life, he is teaching us to overcome our sin. In Galatians 5 verse 16, we are told, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. But our actions do not have the power to keep us saved any more than they had the power to save us. Salvation is God's work brought forth by his will. Consider one last statement from 1 Peter chapter 1, from verse 3 to verse 5. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Who causes us to be born again, according to the Bible? It's God. It's not us. It's God. Can our inheritance ever be lost? No, it is an, in, it is an eternal inheritance. Whose power is keeping us? Are we keeping ourselves? No, the Bible says it's God's power. It's guarding us. Friends, that is who Jesus revealed himself as. He is the lamb God sent to take away our sins. He will keep you guiltless to the end. As he showed he had the power to lay down his life and take it back up, he also has the power to give us life. Have you trusted in him to save you and keep you saved? Of this news, one songwriter says, 
It's not good news. It's the best news ever. Accept and receive this news. Jesus died to save you, and he lives to keep you saved. You cannot do this, so submit to his power and trust that he will fulfill his promise. God bless you all.